What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Saina Wynn, and I'm back again. Um, I may be your friend, I may be your foe, I don't know, but all I know is, is that I have an, an, another amazing guest with me. Um, her name is Amanda. We've actually known each other for quite some time, but this is like the first time I think we were just getting a chance to sit down and converse with each other, and so I'm just excited to to gab with her, um, but I'm going to go ahead and get her to introduce herself, and then we're just going to jump right into it. Go ahead, Amanda. Hi, hey, Sina. I'm so glad to be invited to speak, and I just, I really, truly appreciate it. I'm honored. Um, yes, it's it's been wonderful to, to know you, but like to actually have a chance to really talk to you and connect, so um, I'm grateful to be on this uh, podcast, and I love what you're doing, especially related to mental health. Um, so I, I don't know if I should talk about what I do or if, you know, I'll just, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I'll just... It's okay. I okay. am, you are in a safe space. This is as, I try not to have, um, well, you know, of course everything has an expectation, but I just really <laughs> want to just gab and talk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about what you're doing. Cause I see you, you opened. Okay. Well, I know you bought some property a uh home -huh. yes. and you have your daughter and your spouse and y'all are opening up uh doggy pines so yes talk about it let's because it's see i love that i love that because i don't oh. see a lot of people of color with like um dog it's a it's a doggy uh yes say it okay <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um yes it's a, a, a doggy daycare and boarding business mm -hmm. um and you're absolutely right it's not a lot of people of color that do uh this business which is a shame because it is the, i mean of course we love the animals we love the dogs that we keep so we're not just doing it for the money but i mean the dog business is a billion dollar business a year um so you know it's plenty it's a really good business to get into um and of course because people love their pets and animals dogs live a very long time so it's great to have that connection and be that go-to person uh for a family for their their pets and their loved ones um so and then of course we have four dogs ourselves okay. <laughs> um, yes uh, so i have we have them um two of them are actually robert he's my my spouse he's my long-term boyfriend um i'm actually divorcee but uh, we've been I'm together sorry. for a while oh, mm -hmm. my, bad. I, my bad for assuming but y'all are cute anyway i'd love oh thank you <laughs> no i'm hey if it looks like he like we're together like that that's i guess that's a good sign exactly y'all just because y'all seem like to be a really great team i see yeah. you always kind of bigging him up and yeah. he's always thank you you're welcome and plus i love to see a man build shit um yeah <laughs> right like oh look at you I know. I literally, like literally, because not to bash my ex, but uh, he wasn't handy. You know, he did computer work. And, and it's like, I prayed to God. I said, the next guy I'm with, I want him to be handy. Specifically yeah. asked for that. And that's what I got. So, <laughs> hey, see, you got to, uh, we all know that prayer works because look at Sierra and Russell <laughs> Yes, <laughs> she is very known for praying to the Lord mm -hmm. <laughs> and asking for yes. her hand and getting a good one. So hey, that's a absolutely well, yes. Well, let me ask you, like, okay, I know you said like the boarding business is you know mm -hmm. million dollar business, but what mm -hmm. made you just kind of uh, go out and and create this business? Was it your idea? Yes. Was it or you mm -hmm. and Roberts? What what was the the well, uh, epiphany of it? 
Well, so, you know, there, it was a multiple things, to be honest. Of course, being a, a mom um, a, and being a single mom, um, my schedule was hectic. So thank, mm -hmm. thankfully, I have a wonderful mother who does a lot of the legwork. She'll pick up my daughter from school and she's just there and she actually lives with us. Um, so it, you know, I, it was one of those things where I wanted a business that I, I needed to work for my, it's almost like a need. I had to be able to work for myself mm. because I needed the time to be able to do certain things. This was prior to my mother, uh, living with us and, uh, my daughter's biological father, he's out of town. So it was really just me. And I was of course running ragged, like, you know, a lot of us do, we have to do. Um, and so I, said, you know, I need a business where I can work from home and it honestly can't be too stressful. And so, um, and then of course being having pets and dogs myself my whole life, I said, you know, I'm going to really look into doggy daycare and boarding. And uh, so, and then I did the research on it. Um, I knew, of course, the, the financial potential of a really good business. And again, you know, animals live for a very long time. Um, and if there's different things you can do to kind of branch off your business off of that. And so I said, okay, this is something that I know I can do from home. I'm not worried about a rental, you know, bill or paying rent somewhere. And then also it just allows me to be home more with my daughter. Um, and so that's just that, okay, I'm going to get a doggy boarding business. Um, and so that's how the idea really started. And when I, and when I, of course, there's a, an age gap between Robert and I. And so, um, when I met him, he he's had years, decades of experience in electrical, and he was working uh, for another company. And so we knew that we wanted to get a home. We needed to get a home, one, because the housing market and everything, but then also we needed Ooh, it's kind of crazy. Yes, <laughs> we needed the space uh, to, to run the business and be able to have an adequate amount of space for the dogs because we had an apartment at first. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, we got to get a house, you know, and so he actually, thankfully, I have a man who believes and he sees my vision. He believes in me. He knows I'm a hard worker and he himself is a hard worker. So he actually left his job, full-time oh. job. And, and uh, we opened a little handyman business, Nuga Backyard Bills, for a while. And that was our jump off point. Uh, we needed him to have his free time and our control of our own schedules uh, to be able to build, like not build our house. We didn't build it, but it needed a lot of work. We needed to, to find a home, be able to renovate it enough to get the space and how we liked it. And there's just no way he could have done that working for someone else. So it honestly, it started in stages and now we're finally at the point. So it's been a year. Uh, it's We're finally at the point where we've got that business open now. And we're actually just slowly going out of the handyman business again, because, you know, him being older, more physical related and stuff. Um, and so the doggy business is our retirement plan, basically. Oh, girl, I love and I love dogs, too. So that's like the best thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my goodness. It's like, you know, honestly, sometimes I have to remind myself, I, like, oh my gosh, I'm getting paid for this, you know, because I actually just, just be I love being us. around them. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And like, I love that you, it seems like you were, I like how y'all had that step down. The fact that, you know, he saw the dream and realized like, oh, she might be on or something. Yeah. And he was like, you know, and that's really hard for a lot of men to do really. It's yes. just to, you know, they mm -hmm. just 
the society has taught men that they are the head and they right. should do this. But he was like, no, I see it. Let's just do it. Let me follow your lead yeah. and come together. So how important was that for you just in just um, feeling that level of security when it was uh, coming down to starting your business? Yeah, it, it was everything. You mean as far as that, like him knowing that he. Yeah, just like, was it like a little bit of a validation and making. It, it was, um, you know, because like you said, society, you know, men usually the, the rope. So I'll be honest though. My thing is, <laughs> Girl, let's is see. Got, yes, it, it's, it's got me in trouble a lot, but I don't care. That's just how I am. So like my thing is, you know, I know of course men are, you know, religiously Bible wise and stuff, head of the household. And I'm, I'm all for that. I support that. However, and my, I believe, you know, just because you were born with a penis, that don't make you automatically correct, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, and so it's just, you know, you may lead and I can take your lead, but I'm only going to lead, you know, I'm not going to let you lead me off a cliff. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, other than that, we cool, I'll follow, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was very important to me. And, and thankfully I have a man who's humble enough and smart enough to know, you know, hey, this is a really good idea. And then there have been times where thankfully, you know, I'm I'm the type of I jump first and look for a parachute later. Mm, girl. <laughs> you know, okay. yes. And uh there have been times where he's, you know, told me, you know, you gotta slow oh, he has a saying that goes, um, plan your yes, it's plan your work, then work your plan. Mm -hmm. And so you have to plan ahead, which is what, and, I, and I've never usually been that person. I just take a leap of faith and I, I, you know, I do the actions and try to produce the results, but he's like, you know, we, you do stuff and, and that's from his background in electrical, there's plans and there's blueprints, and then you do what's in the plans and the blueprints to get the outcome you want. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like he, at different times I'm leading, he's leading, we're both willing to humble ourselves enough to be the leader and the follower when it's necessary to get to the end goal. You know, mm -hmm. and it just sounds like a good partnership, you know, just having yeah. a good back and forth. And I think yeah. we get caught up again, just societal wise, like who's going to lead, who's going to follow. But it doesn't have yeah. to be like that. Who's right. going to be the pusher today? And I'm just going to be the pushy. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. We get caught up on a lot of labels and especially. Yeah. So I just feel like yeah. just kind of breaking those down is important. Absolutely. And that's one thing I will say, of course, like any couple, we definitely have our issues, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you're living with somebody <laughs> every day. People be um, people. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I will say on the business front, though, and that's why I feel like we've been successful. It's like on business, because we have an end goal and we understand that, hey, it pays our bills. On the business front, we're good. We're solid. We're gold, you know. And, mm -hmm. uh, and if anything, sometimes I have to you know, we have to remind each other to take a minute to not be about business so we can focus on our relationship, you know, so it's all a balance that we're just trying to figure out. <laughs> gotcha. Well, let me let me ask you this, because just about relationships, just for all of our single people like myself who is looking. <laughs> looking for, like, so what was some of the things like you've learned from in this relationship versus your previous relationship um, that has helped you, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely so on my end I definitely know um 
one, I think that part of a lot of it is just coming with age. Um, you know, when I first, my ex-husband, I met him when I was 18. We, we met in college. We were together for about t for 10 years. Oh, wow. And then, yeah. And, um, we, you know, met married, we had our daughter, um, we had a son before our daughter, but he passed away when he was a baby. I'm so sorry. Um, thank you. Um, but so then we had our daughter, uh, a year after and, um, so some of that I know is just age and it takes time. Luckily, you know, I, I do try to think I'm mature and own a lot of stuff. I know looking back on things, you know, there are things that I could have done more of to where I'm the kind of person that's like, you know, if I'm grinding, I expect you to grind. We're supposed to be grinding together. Right. If I don't see you doing that, then shoot, I'm a slack off. And, you know, but it takes, you know, and it, one of the things I love, um, Dr. Phil, and he said, you know, in the relationship is supposed to be 100, 100, not 50, 50, oh. you know? And so, and I would say a lot of that, the difference now between myself is I used to be a 50, 50 person mm -hmm. and now I'm 100, 100. And that's because, you know, that's what it takes to make it work. And then also, you know, again, with age, I think I was a lot of being a younger, you know, woman. And I, I was so held on, you know, just push my husband and push his for his dreams and be the, the backbone and the support. And I'm not knocking that, but now it's more, I'm going through a divorce and being older. It's like, no matter what they're doing, I got to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because I can't lean on them. I mean, of course I can, but at the same time, you know, if they not, doing their part or things fall apart or, you know, this relationship may not last forever. Hopefully it does, but you know, I got to make sure I'm still taken care of at the end of the day. Cause I got to take care of myself so I can take care of my daughter. Mm. Um, and I, I like that you said that in that order, because I, some people, um, they feel bad about like, I got to take care of myself first and mm -hmm. then we'll put their mask on. So mm -hmm. it just seems like, cause one of the things that I, cause I like to give, uh compliments and flowers so i'm gonna do, i'm gonna i'm gonna heap flowers upon you but oh thank I, I, you you're welcome but i was watching you on, on facebook and i'm just like she looks joyful oh. like, you just have this like a glow about you that seems oh. like you yeah. you know but i feel like glows come yeah. from weathering storms and obviously yes. And so I want to kind of going in back because, okay, and my podcast is Cosines and Tangents for a reason because I go on them tangents, baby. Yeah, I um, love it. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yes. I kind of want to jump back into like the, the mental health aspect. So mm -hmm. can you talk to me like about how you kind of getting going through your trials and tribulations and yeah. kind of going and now working for yourself, how has that affected like your mental health from being a worker to being an entrepreneur? So what is, uh, how has that helped change, um, improve your mental health mm -hmm. as uh, yeah. now? Yeah. So I would like to say going backwards, I would say, um, and thank you for the compliment. You know, honestly, I, I contribute a lot of how I feel to a lot of different things and stop me if I'm talking too much, but yeah, go for um, it. Definitely, of course, thank you. <laughs> Definitely, of course, I would say, you know, faith. My, I was raised um, in the in church and the Bible, but I'll be honest, I'm not the type of Christian that goes to church every single Sunday. I probably, it's been months since I've been to church. Unfortunately, I'm trying to change that because, 
you know, but you know how that goes. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I do believe I say my prayers with my daughter every day, you know, I thank the Lord and stuff. So I just got to make time to go to church. But um, so of course faith, but then also I'm very transparent about, um, I take a depression medication, sertraline. Um, I, I take that daily because when I don't take it, I can feel a difference. I don't really have energy. I feel sluggish. Um, and I started taking that when I went through my divorce because my divorce took two years and it was two years of hell. Like, you know, it was just, and it was so expensive. It was just, you know, the entire time the person you're with is, you know, it's not, and someone had said to me and it was so true. uh, I was at, at, at the end when we were about to get a divorce, I think Valentine's day was coming up. And I had, there was a woman, I don't know her name. She was a worker at Walmart. She was stocking stuff in the card section. And I actually, I asked her, I said, you know, I just don't know, you know, should I maybe get him a Valentine's Day card? But I don't want to send the wrong message, but I feel like I should, you know, I don't know what to do, Uh, you know, how to navigate that. And she looked at me and she said, you know, the person you married and the person you divorced are not the same people and and yes and she said honestly I wouldn't do it I think it's a bad idea probably send mixed messages so I didn't do it and and it just what she said to me has always stuck with me and that's very true so you know I unfortunately our divorce wasn't you know amicable um you know and of course I think I tried to do the best I could in that situation so that's when I actually started seeing a therapist yeah, <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. yes I had I got a therapist because I knew I couldn't you know get through that divorce for two years of going to court and spending money and lawyers and back and forth and not be well you know so I fortunately could you know had get a therapist so I got a therapist I got myself on a depression medication um of course I prayed stayed in church my, I will say my faith increased because I, I needed that extra strength. Um, and so that's some of the hardships that I've gone through. And then, of course, I do have amazing parents. Um, my mother, who's still with me, my father has passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, those, again, the hardships where literally I quote my dad like every single day, especially mm-hmm. to my daughter, Savannah. <laughs> um, you know, it's amazing how so much you are like your parents when you get older. Oh, my God. We're the same people. Like. <laughs> Uh, yes. I was because I'm sorry for your loss. My dad passed four years ago, so I know Thank you. Some, I'm sorry for yours too. Yeah, girl, yeah, it sucks, man. <laughs> like, yes. grief is a whole type of punta that I like. You know, you had lost, you've had mm-hmm. lost before, but when you lose a parent, it is, yes. it is like a whole get cut, get cuts in your body, especially yes. if you know, it's, it's just and it was sudden, so I completely yes. understand. Mm-hmm. Mine's uh, what. Too. like literally my my mom and dad they would get up on their weekends and mm-hmm. go to I they would go to um Waffle House and have breakfast and they were on their way to do their usual thing go to Waffle House and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he had chest pain we took him to the ER and that like hours later he had passed so it was mm-hmm. literally that sudden like just yeah. un- you know so yeah and it it, it changes you you it know changes. yeah um, and, oh, I'm sorry go ahead Oh, good. No, I was going to say, I was like, it's, my dad passed the part of, he had COPD and mm-hmm. he had, he went to the hospital too. Mm-hmm. And then he came out and then mm-hmm. like a couple of hours later, he had like a, a heart attack. I'm just like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is crazy. It's just yeah. like, it took you out. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it, it really is like that. And, uh, you know, I will say, and that's another thing I know. And, you know, I really, cause that's how that I would say that's how it kind of relates back to my levels of happiness. Of course, that's not how I feel all the time, oh, yeah. um, but like my dad passing was what kicked me in my ass to get serious. And yeah. like, it was, it was like, okay, you know, I, before my dad was alive and I could tell him I'm trying my best and everything, but now he can see me, you know, I feel like he's with me. He can watch me and he knows when I'm really trying my best and yeah. when I'm just, you know, skating. And it was like, okay, I can't, I felt like, of course I made my dad proud when he was alive, but I felt like, I, he didn't live to see me reach my full potential. And that's because mm -hmm. I really wasn't trying my full hardest. You know, I feel mm -hmm. honest with myself. Mm -hmm. And it it was his death that made me, puts me where I am now and what I have accomplished so far and what will I continue to accomplish because I'm doing it for him and for my mother and my daughter. And, it, you know, and of course you always feel that way to begin with, but when people you love start passing, when mm. you get older, it just, it changes things. Yeah. It can, it kind of goes into a conversation of like your legacy yes. or just, mm -hmm. cause I know like I'm, I was the same way. Like I, when my dad passed, cause I had like a couple of people pass in my life around the same mm -hmm. time. And I was mm -hmm. like, I wanted to do something to honor them, yes. and, but to also honor myself and yes. honor what they put into me, I guess, Absolutely. if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, yeah. And so, like, that's what made me do the podcast. Like, I was like, because he was always very supportive. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go yeah. on faith and just say, yeah. F it. Because, like, the, because I feel like I was talking to another podcast person, one of my a previous guest and he talked about authentic out living his authentic life helped uh -huh. him with his mental health as well really and, yeah uh -huh. and I knew that just working I wasn't living authentically for mm -hmm. myself for, for yeah myself. so yeah. I, I love that and also I want to comment you talked about how you are on medication me too girl Lexapro Yes. Yes. Regulate those emotions, honey. Yes. I, that's wonderful. Because, you know, it's like, I know depression medication is hard enough for, you know, everybody to admit, but especially I feel like in the African-American uh, community that it's just something that we shy away from. We don't, you know, talk about. Um, I know I was really shocked. At, and of course, I know being my parent there, he, my dad's not going to disclose everything, but it wasn't until I became an adult that he told me, he was like, no, you know, when they all were younger, there were times and periods where I was on depression medication and I had no idea, you know? Really? And uh, so, you know, he was like, you know, you just got to do what you got to do because you yeah. can't fall apart. So, you know, if, Hey, if, if talking to a therapist helps you, you know, um, depression medication helps you, you know, do what you got to do because you are, you are your life support, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that's wonderful. And I can tell too, by the way, let me just say, and I'm not just saying this to kick ass or anything, uh -huh. but you have a wonderful glowing spirit and personality, very happy as well. So I just want to say that. So well, um thank yeah. you thank you i was i was gonna make a joke and say it was the lexapro but it's also it's, it's everything i i because again i just been i've been okay so i do i look on tiktoks a lot 
And I, I like hearing people talk about their manifestations and that and all this stuff. And that's really what praying praying is. And you're like you're hoping to manifest. You're talking yeah. to the universe. You're asking God just to lead you in the right direction. And so I've been. Um, I do a lot of visual visualizations. And so <laughs> the person who I'm visualizing, I'm trying to make her come through. That's. And so that's uh, one of the things I've been I've been working on. It's like I just see her, and I was like, you know what? Why can't I be her? I am her. right. Why yes, can't I absolutely. Start walking in the purpose that I see for myself, and eat it. And I feel like we get caught up on a lot of like, if it's successful or if it's this. I'm like, hell! As soon as you do it, you're successful, because right. there's so many ideas that we say we're gonna do and never do it, and uh-huh. we and that's just and we're still doing it. So, yeah, oh, yeah, girl. Well, that's you? wonderful. Oh my goodness, I you just now I feel even happier, <laughs> yes, more motivated. Girl. I know I'm so happy. Just so like, true. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like uh, like self care requires a lot of sacrifice. Like, yeah. but like in the bat in the certain things, like okay, I got to sacrifice maybe like seventy bucks a month to go therapy, mm-hmm. or I got to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Let me not drink it away. <laughs> let me just right. <laughs> yes. And oh my goodness. Yes, and I love the fact that your dad told you that he did do try to you know his self care, and but mm-hmm. because of the black the stigma and stigma not I feel like it's a stigma everywhere but because there's a stigma in the black community to, to lean on uh meds considering hold on I'm going on a tangent so I'm following <laughs> okay but but when you think about it but we do a lot of self-medication in our communities as well like with alcohol drugs yes. you know recreational mm-hmm. drugs but I'm like I'm just gonna get on a pill that's gonna right. regulate my emotions why is that so crazy <laughs> right absolutely right yeah. I agree yeah yeah but I'm glad that your dad told you about that you're like oh okay well I too will like (laughs) right yes and it may and I can tell a difference when I'm not Mm -hmm. uh, and that's part and you know that's that's part of what I can tell a difference when I'm not taking it and especially with you know the the business and everything because it's Mm -hmm. it's been oh my gosh it's been stressful and and I'll be honest my my self-care like right now my legs are hairy (laughs) Like my self-care and some of that stuff has been slacking. So I'm trying to get better with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, and I'm just trying to really stop. I'm like trying to turn my brain off. So that's one of the things that I will say as an entrepreneur, when as an entrepreneur is like, um, I have to remind myself to like stop Mm because sometimes I will literally get headaches from working Mm -hmm. so much and being on the computer and, you know, so Mm-hmm. yeah it's I'm important glad. and the fact the fact though that you notice it I feel like that's part of the things that you have to do for self-care you have to be aware and then you have to hold yourself accountable and do it and you will because you was like mm, I want them headaches honey <laughs> <laughs> right yes oh my goodness well, tell me a little bit like because okay so you're you're open for business now right Yes, uh huh. We are open for business, and I'm so excited to say because you know, of course, everything starts out slow, so mm-hmm. you're kind of like, ooh. But we are open for business. We actually have a border this weekend. We get another one tomorrow, and then oh. we are fully booked for Labor Day. Fully booked, yes. Yes, booked and busy. Okay. Yes. Okay, yes. Really- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, see, so and our version of booked is like we do ten max per day because okay. we don't want to. You know, that's what 
makes us different from the larger facilities is they they you know not to knock them but they have honestly so many dogs like literally hundreds mm -hmm. um, of dogs and a lot of our clients they've come to us specifically because they've said we love that you all are small we know our dog is going to get attention they're going to be played with you know a lot of times they'll say i'll pick my dog up and they you know they they um will have a bite and nobody knew what happened or what's going oh, on. And, okay. and so it's just too much to really supervise. And so all, all of our clients have come to us because we're small. So, uh, but so our version of fully booked is different than someone else's, but that's, that's kind of what we want to be honest is to keep it, you know, small enough that we don't be overwhelmed and the dogs can get adequate care, uh, adequate, <laughs> adequate <quite> care. Um, <laughs> But we also, you know, we can, of course, maintain our, our livelihood and things like that. And then, of course, you know, always being the ones to look down the, the head of the road in the future, we do have plans to offer eventually other services and such related to the business. So just okay. taking baby steps to get there. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I did not know about that. Like, because, well, I want a dog. I don't have them. But I didn't know that there'd be that many dogs in one place. And oh, it fit like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot, I will make sure to... Well, well, we're gonna post this anyway but i'll make sure to tell everybody <laughs> i know with a dog to go there yes. oh thank you uh, yeah absolutely and ditto for the podcast i mean i love you. i love what you're doing oh yeah. i appreciate you i really appreciate you okay well let's talk more about because i kind of want to can i ask you questions about being a mom yeah, absolutely i'm okay. open book <laughs> okay so tell me just like because you tell me how important is it that you show your daughter that you can be an entrepreneur, you can do, uh, you can take care of yourself. Tell me like some of the lessons you've learned in the last couple of years that you were hoping to impart, impart onto your daughter. Absolutely. Well, so for me, um, it's a, again, like multiple things that usually make up my mind about stuff. So my mom uh, definitely was a big, huge part of me wanting to be an entrepreneur. She was an entrepreneur. She didn't start out that way, of course. Um, but towards the end of her retirement, she actually had a successful um, adult group home business for mental health. Oh, wow. um, and so, yes, uh, so that's how she spent her her last years before retiring. And so I had that model growing up. Um, and then her father was actually, uh, he had several different businesses uh, while he was alive and all with a third grade education. Okay. Um, and, you know, and that was especially for us back then, that was a huge deal. Um, and so kind of having those models to go off of and see a little bit really, truly helped. And then for my daughter, um, it's almost like I said, one, it's out of necessity that I have to be an entrepreneur because my schedule, um, I need to be able to to do what, and this was prior, especially prior to meeting Robert. Now he truly, you know, he pretty much acts as her father and he, we live together. So of course he helps with a lot of the uh, caretaking and stuff too. But um, prior to me meeting him and being with him, um, it was just me because her dad was out of town. Um, and of course, my mom was still working at the time and everything. So I had to be able to take off if I needed to without, you know, having a problem with the work or issue because school or sickness or school closures and stuff. So I had to be able to just do something to work for myself. So there was that. And then um, 
when I, I, I was glad that my daughter could see me working for myself and have a successful business. And that's important for me now because I want her to have that option if she wants to. Um, and, you know, especially being a woman to see that there are, you have options, there's things that you can do. Um, even now with the dog business, we require that she walks the dogs uh, in okay. the front yard. Yeah, <laughs> we, we watch her walk the dogs uh, individually uh, in the front yard. She helps us. The other day, she was helping us fill up the splash pool for the dogs. And so she's involved in the business too. And then eventually, because she's, of course, people her age, um, she's eight. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, they're all about like, she loves TikTok and social media. So I said, eventually I'm going to sit down with her and kind of show her how to do the social media from a business part and marketing. And, okay. And yeah, my goal is for her, if she wants to, you know, when she turns 16, instead of having to go work at, you know, Bilo or the grocery store and that's not, and not that I'm knocking that because I worked at Kmart, I worked at Bilo, I worked at so many different places, mm -hmm. but you know, I want her to see that, you know, you could do something, either work for me and I'll pay you, or you could work for, you could start your own business where you're printing mm -hmm. t-shirts or selling hair bows or whatever you have your interest in. Mm -hmm. And you can sell them to your friends and, you know, that in school and stuff. So that way, when the dance comes up, you don't have to ask your boss to be off for that day. You can set your own schedule, you know? Yeah. And, and I want her to see that she can have just options really. So that's important to me because, you know, I won't always be here, but, you know, God willing, I go first before she ever does. So I won't be here to protect her all the time. So it's important for me to try to give her the best knowledge that I can. So that way she can be independent one day. Yeah. And I love that you talked about the options. I love that, like you're teaching her one to that she has options because I feel like growing up we like oh we have to work you know mm -hmm. and she can work she can work for just a standard company or she can learn mm -hmm. to work for herself she can work mm -hmm. for you and just learning that options are you know a part of life and yes. helping her with her decision to decision making as well and with that independence I love that that's yeah. really awesome Thank you. And another thing that, that really, I don't, you know, I listen to stuff. I always pick up little bits of things that stick with me and I just forget where it was from, but I had read something or either I heard something and it was said, oh, and then, so my mother, my, my grandfather would tell my mother, he would say, you know, you'll never get rich working for somebody else. Right. Um, so that's what he told her growing up. And so I grew up with that message. And then also, um, I heard one day it was something about it's basically said in a nutshell, when you work for someone else, there is a cap on your earning potential because they're only gonna pay you so much per hour or salary or whatever. When you work for yourself, based on what you, you know, how you work and your, what you do and different other things, but basically you determine what you make. And so there is no cap or no limit if you you know, work your business and you do what you're supposed to do. And, you know, you invest a little bit here and there. So eventually I want to branch out and, you know, you never have your, all your eggs in one basket. So you have your money coming in from multiple sources. And so things that I've picked up getting older on the, along the way, that's what I want to, you know, give to my daughter. Um, and that's how you not only be healthy internally, externally, um, but wealthy. I want to be 
wealthy. That's my goal. And it's not necessarily a fixation on the money, but it's just the the peace of mind. And like you said, very important, the legacy that I want to leave my daughter. Yeah. And you kind of hit on something. I, uh, I was going to ask you, which, what do you want more? Do you want to be rich or you want to be peaceful? But I think you hit that nail already. Like you want to be, there's yes. a, I feel like there's a difference between peace wealth yes. and richness you know like yes there's a there's kind of like that middle ground when it comes to wealth because it's it's wealth is not always just tied to money it's just like your family dynamic having that time that you can yes. give to your daughter to give to yourself to give to Robert and just your yes. family is such a wealthy thing you know yes. absolutely yes absolutely. so I, I want both I, <laughs> I right. want to be right you know it's like I'll never pass up money. So, I, but, but, you know, and to be honest, you know, keeping it real when you've yes. got money, I'm sure, of course, not life isn't perfect, but money allows you to have options right? and, you know, and better peace of mind. And so um, I was just actually just talking to my mom earlier this morning. I said, you know, I'm, I'm over it. I, I'm tired of just living to, you know, making enough to survive. Like, mm -hmm. I just want to, I want to, you know, I want to just build, I want to, I do want to be wealthy and wealthy is not a bad, it's not a bad thing. You right. know, it's not a, a, you know, they, they say the money is the root of all evil and stuff like that. And I don't really subscribe to that. I believe it's based on the person. Cause if you have money, you can do a lot of good things too. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, I feel like that's just a, a, a quote that somebody said to make uh, poor people feel better or something like that. Cause yeah. no, that's not true. <laughs> Right. I want money because money is what we need to get through life. So yes. give me all the monies. <laughs> yes. Then I will buy peace. <laughs> uh -huh. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I and every that. color and every shade, I'll, I'll take all the peace. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that you yes. said, no, honey, I want both. Because sometimes we feel like we have to choose, mm -hmm. you know, the peace or the, or the profit. Yes. Um, yes. Like, no, I want it yes. all. Like, I was... When I started like on um, my 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 mindset of like trying to um do the podcast and writing the children's books mm -hmm. and I was telling my my mom or my friend, I can't remember, I was like, I just want it all. Yeah. <laughs> all of us, yes. I want it all. Like I just I don't want to limit myself anymore. Yeah. I want yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. And and you're I can see that you're doing it. Like that's that's amazing. And you know, I feel like I, I also subscribe to Birds of a Feather Flock Together. So yes. you know, I, I really love that, like seriously, like what you're doing and, and the fact that you're accomplished and you have, you know, a children's book and your podcast. And I mean, you're like you said, you know, just doing it makes you successful, but then actually like you're successful. Yeah. And, and I want to be with a successful people because also successful people make you want to do better, you know. Exactly. I agree. And like I was so glad when I saw you at the restaurant. I was like, yeah, <laughs> like and it's crazy I haven't seen you like in real life in years I know and then I'm yeah. like a man girl yeah I know <laughs> I, I, and I, I'll be honest I uh -huh. had a couple of drinks so I was like a couple of sheets to the wind <laughs> So I'm so glad because it was my it was my my sister's hat taking me out for my birthday it was a little oh, birthday dinner. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I and I hadn't gone out in a long time, and that's you know based back to the the mental health thing. Like I just have to make myself do those things, and even like right now, thank you for 
allowing me to be. I, I'm and I'm one of those people that constantly says thank you or whatever, but they grab it's annoying. But grab <laughs> no, girl, it's not because grab because you. I think sometimes we'd be feeling bad, but I'm like, no, yeah. it's that gratitude because like I am so thankful I to am. have this conversation and talk to you and get to know you on a deeper level. And we definitely gonna have to keep it keep uh, in touch. Because yes. I was, um, there was a, a couple of friends on Facebook, how we weren't taught in school mm-hmm. on how to like create this generational wealth. And mm-hmm. like we, at the, mm-hmm. when we're in college, cause we were in college around the same time. If mm-hmm. we would have known what we know now, we could have yes. took over Chattanooga. Yes. And <laughs> like, like heads of state because yeah. like we, oh, it just makes me so mad. I know. It's so many things that we don't, that is not taught to us, and especially people of color, but yes. even in general, like, you know, now that I'm I'm older now, and especially since we do have a home here in Red Bank, it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start going to the Red Bank Council meetings. I'm going to find out who um, the Red Bank mayor is. I'm going to start getting involved because we have a vested interest in how Red Bank is and how it yes. operates and, you know, networking and just is so much stuff that it really isn't taught you know it's just mm-hmm. not taught and you have to usually have either a mentor or family that that teaches you those things and how important that stuff is yeah and you hit on the word mentor because like mm-hmm. did you what did you get a mentor or have you gotten a mentor so I've had so I, I can't say that I've had an official mentor, mm-hmm. but in each situation I've tried to take bits and pieces. So, you know, things that of course from my family and my mother and father, but then also um I had a really good male friend um who taught me a lot of things about finances, about mm-hmm. you know, money and real estate is a really good thing to make sure, you know, you just if you can try to own land because you know worst case scenario you know nobody can ever evict you as long as you pay your bills and you pay your taxes you always have a place to go if things fall on hard times so you know try to own something if you can and then also um at one point i was doing social media management for um a couple of different companies and i had a really great businessman and he taught me things about um what did he, there was things that he taught me, especially about just showing up for myself and and not being afraid, honestly, of myself and my own potential and shrinking myself because, you know, I feel like I'm just a regular kind of person or nobody. You know, it still shocks me when people want to be my friend or ask me to do. And I'm just kind of like, ah, you know, I think I'm all boring or just, you know, regular. I just think I'm me. And so he was like, you know, you need to own your accomplishments and own who you are and things that you do. And so I've had a lot of different things like that. Um, just for, fortunately, I've been fortunate enough to be in situations where I've learned um, a lot from from people in higher positions or higher financial brackets that have given me bits of information. Um, and so that's that's where a lot of my mentorship, honestly, has come from. And then I, my idol is Oprah. Yes, because um, you know the her background and what she's achieved and accomplished um, is just I you know I I can't but admire that. So I try to 
uh, you know, keep, especially as a woman and a woman of color. Um, I try to, and of course I've never met her, but she's, I would consider one of my idols, mentors, um, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then there's a good book that I'm reading. Um, it's called, uh, now of course it's going to slip my mind, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, a uh, oh, man, I, I wish I had it in front of me. It's on my, it's, yes. Uh, okay. So it's called, um, let me, I'm sorry, I'm going to go get it. Oh, no, you good. Um, oh, it's called From Individual to Empire. Ooh. And she talks about Oprah's story and how she got started and how you, as a, you're an individual, but you can build yourself to become a brand mm -hmm. and branding is everything. And eventually you build your empire. And so that is something I'm really like reading into. I try, but sometimes I don't always do it, but I try to keep a good book on my nightstand and dig into that and read into that. Um, and so a lot of my mentors have come from good books, you know, um, and there's another book uh, called The Slight Edge, and it just talks about consistency. You don't have to be the best at everything. You really don't. It doesn't require that. As long as you are consistent, you know, of course, you know, you got to be good on some level, but as long as you're consistent in what you do, chances are you will actually beat the person, you know, that is honestly better at you at whatever it is you do, but they don't necessarily they're not consistent with it because they rely on their talent versus, you know, ritual of actually being consistent in what you do. So that's right. a really good book um, called The Slight Edge. And it literally just repeats about doing things consistently to achieve your goals. So I'm going to make sure to I'm putting up making the writing this down because I've been in trying to read more self-help books and mm -hmm. um, I've just read The Miracle Morning. And, oh, I heard good things. Yeah, and it just basically it talks about setting forth a time frame. It could be six minutes to an hour in the morning or whenever you wake up because I'm a night shift worker. So I wake up at three o'clock in, in mm -hmm. the afternoon and that's my morning. Mm -hmm. So it's about just setting forth like time for yourself for personal development because it's mm -hmm. like it's um, his pillars are having moments of silence affirmations, <laughs> visualizations, <laughs> exercise, reading, and writing, or scribing. And he calls okay. them sabers. And so that's been something that I've been doing since June 13th, because that's mm -hmm. what I, I was like, I need a date. Yeah. And I just, you. Yeah, just making those times. And like those, like some people be like, oh, rituals are, I don't like to be ritual. I like to be spontaneous. And I was like, I get it, but it, you can still have like a small ritual and still have your spontaneity. Absolutely, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. So, so is it because I'm trying to get into, you know, with the move and everything, I it's been hard to get on a, I'll start stuff and then I kind of fall off, which again, that's why I'm reading that slide edge book. But if you, so you feel that I would love to get tips from an advice on yes. you from you for that. So you feel that that really has helped you? Yes, but I also have given myself grace because what I did when, especially working out, mm -hmm. I I said, I'm going to do, I started out slow. I said, I'm going to either walk around my building at work mm -hmm. or I'm going to uh, do the treadmill or I'm going to do like weights. 
And so I gave myself, I said, I can do, if we, if anything, I can do three minutes of three, t- three, 15 minutes of something, you know, yeah. Yeah. So 15 minutes of walking, 15 minutes or like doing some weights or yeah. 15 minutes of this. And so like, or cause with the savers, with the miracle map morning, he's like, just start out doing one thing. Like if you're going to mm-hmm. do, do the silence for this, mm-hmm. do the visualization. And so like, I just, I do it in my own way. Yeah. In your own structure. So that's helped a lot and like even when I'm like in a bad mood I don't want to do anything I was like okay maybe I will do just the 15 minutes of walking Mm -hmm. and I was still because that's still an accomplishment because you can Mm -hmm. either not do it and feel bad or Mm -hmm. you can do 15 minutes and feel good because you accomplished something yes I I think one thing I've I've stopped I stopped focusing on all or nothing Mm -hmm. because I'm like you feel bad if you don't do nothing so I'm gonna do something Yes. Oh, I'm so glad nothing. you said that. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm very bad with that. Too. It's like, it's got to be all or nothing. <laughs> right. And it doesn't. You just have to yes. do something. And I think, I think yeah. I actually got there for my dad. Because like, he like he would be, anytime I talk on the phone with like a friend or something, and I would, they'd be like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, nothing. And he would get like mad. He was like, you never say you're doing nothing. You're mm-hmm. always doing something. Yeah. And he's like, I was like, okay. And so yeah. that's, that's one thing I've allowed myself that that grace yeah. to just yeah long as I do something and I feel mm-hmm. accomplished mm-hmm. and then I talk to myself a lot like I'm like because mm-hmm. that's those negative it's also therapy therapy mm-hmm. and licks bro yeah and, um talking mm-hmm. to myself out loud because your inner mm-hmm. thoughts are so loud yeah and yes. I would literally be like no you're not gonna talk to my friend like that and that's just be me oh, I love that <laughs> yes I love how you say you're not gonna talk to my friend like that because it's so funny how we speak to her like the stuff I say to myself sometimes I would never like say to my daughter or you know you know just be so down on you know mm-hmm. her and her accomplishments or what she didn't accomplish and and so I love that you say um don't don't you're not going to talk to my friend like that because mm-hmm. we yourself yeah right because I think we forget that we are our friends we have right. to be our own friend as well and like you like you said I would never say some of the things that I say to myself to another person right so why am I allowing that myself to talk to myself like that so right and that's that has actually been helpful really yeah. helpful because those your your thought patterns they yeah. say you are who you uh, you are what you think and right. so I'm I'm not a terrible person so I have to like change my thought patterns constantly yeah right absolutely Mm, 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 mm. well we're getting closer to the end so i'm gonna we're gonna ask some fun questions and i I love like well i'm serious i really want to pick your brain so we're gonna um definitely talk and figure out ways and i want you back on this podcast i would love to thank you so much of course so fun time with okay yeah yes so what is in amanda's Netflix queue or Hulu queue? What are we doing mm-hmm. to turn our brains off? Because I know you said you'd be thinking yes. all day. Yes. <laughs> so in my queue, I have, um, I do love my Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I love it for the fashion and I love their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a great show, Uncoupled, uh, that that's really good. Great cast. It's like oh, Sex in the City, but inclusive, you know. <laughs> Um, I love that. Uh, there is also, um, let's see, what is a couple? Oh, I love Stranger Things. Oh uh, just anything that really kind of 
takes my mind off of reality. Um, and not that reality is bad, but those are, are big things in my queue. Um, I also, I'm really, because I never, I did, so I'm the kind of person when things are popular, I don't watch it or I don't like it because it's popular and I try to, you know, I want to enjoy it without any kind of influence or anything. So now I'm actually going back and I'm watching How to Get Away with Murder. Really? I'm loving it. Yes. So uh, I love, love that show. Um, and and she's also one of Vi- Viola Davis. She's one of my idols too. Um, and actually, speaking of, there is a Netflix uh, documentary. It's kind of like a sit down with her and Oprah. And really? I haven't watched it yet. It's okay, on my queue. And so I'm probably going to watch that tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I, because one thing I love about Viola, De- Viola Davis, she mm-hmm. one represents the black women and darker skinned women, yes, so mm-hmm. well. And I love her conversations on it. Mm-hmm. Are you going to watch The Woman King? Yes, I am. Yes, I, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I've seen previews for it, but I'm not sure like mm-hmm. when it comes out or anything like that. But it's, yes, I definitely am. Absolutely. And I agree with her on that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love uh, the one thing I'm so like almost jealous about the younger generation mm-hmm. is that they actually have themselves yes. represented. Yes, because mm-hmm. like when we were growing up, because we're around the same age, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when we were growing up, we had like living single, but then it all of a sudden everything went away. You know, yes. not just living single, but like a lot mm-hmm. of black content. Uh-huh. And so mm-hmm. I'm so jealous now that girls and boys of color actually mm-hmm. have representation, but I'm happy for them at the same time. Right. And seeing mm-hmm. Viola Davis like kicking mm-hmm. all of that ass yeah. in that movie yeah. is going, yeah. I feel like even the, the trailer had me in chills. So I'm sure the movie is going to have me in tears. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And I'm t- like, it's just, it's amazing to see I l- anything that has a black lead. I try to support and just, you know, because it's, it's important. And then I, especially, especially with like, that's another thing with the kids, like the animation, um, there is one sh- movie I just watched with my daughter, uh, on Netflix. It's an animated movie. Um, I forget the name of it, but uh, it's to do with dragons. Oh, I have oh to is it Dragon it Prince? I know. I say say the name again. Dragon Prince. I think it may be that, or it's it's something else. But it's a little girl, black girl, and she is like the the lead in the movie. Um, oh. And uh, oh, I, I have to look it up, um, but. I watched that with my daughter and just we both fell in love with it. And um, so it's very important to me, too, that she sees that. And to see, especially, and I've noticed a lot of the Black characters now in movies have natural hair. Um, So, you know, that's in the, and of course, I I wear wigs, I wear weaves, I wear, I have my my own hair is actually natural. So I don't, you know, whatever floats your boat is my policy. But it is good to see like characters with natural hair, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's so many things that have changed now with like self-acceptance and, and all of that that this generation has that we kind of lacked, you know? Right. And I, I like that we are getting into the whimsical nature. Yeah. Um, because like, we're so used to seeing black trauma, but yes. <laughs> I like, there was a show, Lovecraft Country or County, um, mm-hmm. on HBO um, mm-hmm. do not recommend it for your young child but okay. <laughs> it is 
<laughs> wonderful. Because um, okay. it's heavy, but it's also whimsical at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like the racism of the time, because it's set in the 40s, I believe. Mm-hmm. The racism at the mm-hmm. time is not the main character, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. of course part of it. But mm-hmm. I love seeing us do fun shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right because that's that's the important part because the one thing I, I love about being black we can make anything fun even sad right. things yes. but we don't always have to be you know living in reality I love yeah. it I, I want to definitely if you figure out what the name of the show is text me because I yes, love I like black girls and dragons and yes like, just uh, yeah so absolutely i oh, sure will yeah dragon prince is good because they have okay. it's um it's elves and there's like it's a, it's a magic show there's dragons but like the the one of the main characters he's mm-hmm. a little he's a little light-skinned prince mm-hmm. and his dad was the king he was black oh wow and i was like this is so cute and then like then they have these elves they were like dark-skinned elves wow it's it was just so well done and they had it was just so good and i think i think it's more kid friendly because it's a little young but it was good girl so okay well so i've been looking for i've been trying to tell savannah we're gonna tonight actually we're gonna if i don't you know watch my show or, or whatever um if because sometimes you know we'll play in girls' nights and then she and, and which I love she's like sometimes she actually wants her me nights and it's time to herself she actually says me time okay so I love that. <laughs> yeah so but if she doesn't and we watch a movie together we'll definitely watch the Dragon Prince then so okay so thank cool. you for that recommendation of course of course well we're we're hitting about the sixty minute mark and I want to ask you um. This might be the final question, but it might not be because I, I think of stuff off the dome. But <laughs> I like to ask all of my guests this, especially, you know, because I haven't actually had a white person on yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, sorry, that was a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> what, when did you first fall in love with your blackness? <sighs> hmm. Well, to be honest in this, you know, this is a whole nother thing. So, but I feel like I've always had a love for my Blackness. I don't feel like necessarily the Black community has had a love for my Blackness. And I say that because, and not to bash our community, because obviously I am I love us. But growing, you know, being darker skinned, growing up, I was always picked on mm-hmm. for having dark skin. I was, you know, in, in the, and that was from as early as elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, I, the names were like... Mm. Midnight, skid mark, oh, black no. I mean, oh. it was it was bad. Yeah. Um, and then and actually to be honest, that's part of why I transferred out of a predominantly black school and made my parents tr- transition and put me into a white school because to get away from the the bullying and stuff. So and it was you know, it's like, I never had a problem with my blackness. I love my blackness. Thankfully, I've had amazing black male role models, my father being one, my grandfather's, Mm -hmm. my mother's. So I've always, and I know what we come from and who we are. So I've always felt the love for that. Um, But, you know, so I guess I would say, not to sound full of myself, but I've always been in love with my blackness. I've had to come to, to terms with you know, how I, how that, I don't know, you know, just yeah. going through that and, but making sure that doesn't um, change my 
thoughts on us you know what right, I mean right yeah because I think that's a that's a I'm one I hate that that happened uh because my dad was a little chocolate drop too and he yeah. he went through it in the 40s and they used to call him old black Charlie Fred and mm-hmm. so I, one thing I that's one thing I hated that about our community but I know where it comes from right it's mm-hmm. internalized racism but yes. I don't think it's Colorism. anything mm-hmm. wrong with holding us accountable for the things that we perpetuate mm-hmm. as as mm-hmm. long as we are fighting it and that's why I'm glad though that our generation that the generations after us seems to be yeah. having a lot more love yeah. for themselves. Yes. And we still fight. We still keep having these same old bullshit fights. So like dark, right. da, 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 da. but I feel like it's changing because the majority, I feel like the majority of the mind is starting to shift and realize yeah. that all black is beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. All shades, tones is, yeah. is beautiful. And, we and all hair is fighting. good hair. Yes. <laughs> Like yeah. all hair is good hair, and yes. we're learning to decolonize. I can, I can. Yes, decolonize. Now you say it. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> I'm so tongue tied today. Yes, decolonize. Can, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank, I usually can say it, but lately I have not been able to get that word on my tongue. It must yeah. be the racism. It'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it's it's. You know, and then it's in. Luckily, I kind of grew up in a family. Like my family has always been a mixture of things on on mm-hmm. my mother's side, anyways. Um, but of course, we were raised no matter what. You just treat people how you want to be treated. Right. But um, my family, and you know, they've always. I've had a you know a biracial cousin or um, uh, Asian family member and stuff like that. So we've you know, grown up with that. And, and then I just try to teach that same thing, like to Savannah and, and, you know, it's just, it's about, you know, love yourself. Everybody's beautiful. Every shade is beautiful. Everybody, you know, and, and those things. Cause, um, I've noticed that now that she's getting older, you know, I've overheard little conversations between her and her friends and stuff. And they've, uh, they've asked her, you know, somebody, one of her friends, um, she asked her what she, you know, what are you? And that's the one thing that she gets, you know? Um, And so I have conversations with her and I'm, I, you know, I use one, you're a person, but then two, you know, you are biracial and, you know, you're this and you're the part this and part that. And, you know, and that's okay. And that's great. And this is mommy's background and, you know, and stuff like that. And so I just feel like nowadays we have more better conversations these days Mm -hmm. about race and stuff that has helped. And that's beautiful. I love that because it's just helping her get grounded in herself. Because I'm like, one, you're a human first. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you just so happen to have a great descriptive being, you know, a biracial woman. Mm-hmm. And you're a black mm-hmm. woman. And you mm-hmm. have white, you're a white woman. I don't know how does that work. But anyway, it's still good. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, to, to be honest, well, my parents, I, and I'll be honest, I subscribe to this. It's like my parents said, at the end of the day, if you got, you know, really is almost like the, that's how the world sees you. The one drop rule, you might be biracial, but the world is going to see you as a woman of color. And so your experience is going to be based on some of those things. But even as a woman of color, because of your shade, your experience is probably going to be a little different than my experience. And that may not be a, you know, may not saying necessarily is automatically going to be better, but it's going to be different. And so, you know, it's just those things that we, I do talk to her about now, even at eight years old. I, I don't think it's right now in this world, there's never, it's never too soon to have these real conversations 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, like you said, she will have, unfortunately, times where she is just seen for the color of her skin mm-hmm. and not the mm-hmm. content of her character. Shout right. out MLK, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, girl, I um, I think well, I'm going to, we're going to wrap this up because okay. I am sweating terribly right now. <laughs> but not that I, not because I don't want to continue this conversation because it's, of course, it's, yes. Uh, but I want to, uh, first, I want you to let everybody know where they can reach you, where they can find you, talk, uh, make sure we shout out everything. And um, yeah, make sure you let us, and let everybody know where you're from and who you are. Yes. Well, thank you so much. So again, my name is Amanda Cantrell. I'm one of the co-owners of Doggy Pines Daycare and Boarding. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram under uh, at Doggy Pines, our handle. Um, We also have our website, www.doggypines.com. And hopefully you guys, even if you don't use our services uh, for doggy daycare and stuff, just having your support and signing up for our newsletters and such like that would be truly great. Greatly appreciated. Um, so that's where you can find me online. And I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, very proud to be a part of Chattanooga, Tennessee and our community. And we've produced so many amazing people. So thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you, Amanda. This was a beautiful conversation. I look forward to having many more with you. And thank you for you listening. Too. Oh, thank you. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. Please support Amanda. Make sure you like and follow. And make sure you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. And as always, I love you. And bye-bye.